In this episode, we have Double O Nation, Tigres English, and Sean to talk about the most recent success of Tigres in the last three games as they continue to be unbeaten in this season. Hope you enjoy the episode. What up, everyone? We are back. It's been uh, quite a week. We had three Tigres games, so we were not able to get together different schedules, but exciting to hear to hear you guys be back with we got Lou, Edgar, and Sean today on the pod. How we doing today, guys? Doing good, doing good. Great, man. Awesome, like always. Good to have you again, Sean. It had been a while, so uh, I'm excited to hear what you got to say about the team. But let's go dive in, diving into it. We had three games. We started off with Pumas, you know, and then we went on to Juarez, I mean, perdón, Juarez, and then Atlas. And the Limochima is still undefeated. So I want to get your initial thoughts, Sean, since we haven't heard from you in a bit. What do you make of Chima Ruiz being the new coach? Uh, I'm bored so far. Again, uh, I, I told Lou, I think uh, he won my heart the second he played Guido at center back in his first game. So I've, I've you know, and you can't root against a guy that's undefeated so far. So I'm certainly on board with the with the lack of an interim tag you know you give a guy a shot and, and let it see what happens and then if he flames out then you can still go and get a professional coach later if you need be but uh i would say obviously starting with the pumas game super exciting up and down game just goals everywhere it was you would i don't know if it was necessarily like oh i hope this is a preview of things to come because i don't know if us getting up and down like that similar to how we were with piojo is exactly the style that we want to be aiming for if we're looking for our most successful uh, you know tactics and so I think we settled down a little bit and and we saw a little bit more of the style we can expect to see in the Atlas game and the Juarez game where you know Juarez super super parked the bus I didn't get to see the full game but I saw the highlights and it's just um, I, I saw a, a, probably a decent chunk of that game too because that was the game against uh, you know Tigres formers right that was Chaka and, and Duenas and, and everybody so Jordan Sierra and everybody. So that game was just boring is, is really what it was. It was just lack of clinical finishing. There was chances to be had, but it just, it, it showed some of the, maybe the, the limitations that you can run into on some days when you run into a super defensive team, that's going to play a style that's committed to keeping us from having offensive chances. And then obviously Geniac's injury necessitating Nico Abanez to, to step up into that, that may, main primary striker role uh i thought he excelled in that i thought he had a, a really really good game i thought he looked strong making runs i thought his finishing with the header was excellent as well um so yeah overall definitely pleased to be taking seven out of the nine available points still sitting very strong in the table remain undefeated on the season so um you know looking like our, our crosstown rivals are going to be the most serious title challengers at the moment to us specifically but it's, I would say it's been a good run of form against teams that you would expect to be having a good run of form against. So not necessarily outperforming expectations per se, but, you know, it, it definitely could have gone the other way where the guy has, I don't believe has ever been a head coach before. And so if it could have been a disaster and it could have been a draw and two losses or something, you know, just tragic. And then your, your hair's on fire and you're panicking after losing the coach midseason. So I would say the, the ability to come in and steady the ship in the way he has has been excellent. And uh, it's a, 
while not as as exciting as it was when it was the coca era and we seemed like we were flying high and making everything rock and roll uh, I can certainly get on board with Lou's kind of enthusiasm behind having club legends and, and former players, you know, filling out the coaching staff with familiar names and, and really having the easy belief in like, you know, it's it's almost like a coaching staff of, of, of you know, aficionados, as it were. You know, it's 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 it's, you know, Perfect tigre, bro. Perfect yeah, you know, it, it's 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 built inside of them. And so they know what it is that they're cooking on. And, and, and so they should be having a good pulse for what the fans are kind of looking forward to. And so hopefully the team will look more towards what our expectations are uh, and they can deliver the results that we're all expecting as well. Absolutely. Lou, La Limochima, I want to talk about a little bit of with the players. And, you know, Sean touched about the Pumas game being a high scoring game and maybe not really showing what the team was possibly going to be four goals, more of an emotional game. What do you make of the players, you know, role here in terms of the leadership they have to display in order to keep the ship, keep the ship afloat, especially with the Diego Coca departure. Yeah. I think at this point there is no doubt whatsoever that we have a bunch of leaders in the squad. I mean, look at how many coaching changes we've been through in the last three or four years. You know, we went from from Duca, who had been around forever, to Piojo, who stayed around only three seasons, and then Coca, who basically pulled the Simpsons and uh, came in and went right out the door. I mean, literally, we saw him, <laughs> saw him for a couple of games, and he's gone, you know. But the team, at, as Sean stated, the, the team hasn't collapsed. And that is not because of the, of Chima and the coaching staff. That's because we have a bunch of leaders in the squad. You got guys like Nahuel, you got guys like Pizarro, Chignac, that can all step in and even act like coaches if need be. And so the reason it hasn't fallen apart is because we have a system in place with a bunch of captains, a bunch of leaders that can take over. Even, you know, I, I honestly feel like this, co this team could coach themselves, uh, quite honestly. It helps uh, to be super, super talented too, Lou. Yeah, obviously the talent's there, but there is this like chemistry, this cohesion amongst amongst the squad, um, a set of leaders with a bunch of guys willing to work with the leaders, and that chemistry is important too. Uh, because if we had a you know a lot of uh, locker room drama, I think that could have also caused things to collapse. But there's a set of leaders, and then people willing to follow the leaders and willing to do whatever it takes to win. And I think that's really important, and it's kind of been understated by a lot of us uh, this season. Yeah, and I think that the connection also with the fan base, with Chima being appointed the coach, and, you know, like we Sean stated as well, all the other players with Perfil Tigre who are now, who played and now are assistant coaches, gives us that sort of, like, real enthusiasm to get behind the team no matter what. You know, there's no lack of... Uh, you know, support for the new coach, even though, you know, we, we know that he hasn't had experience at the top level. Edgar, what, uh, what did you make? You know, you came out with your takeaways today. What, uh, what, what have you liked so far about the Limochima so far? So I like, uh, how familiar he is with the squad and how he's using that to his advantage. I do appreciate that for the first two games, he kind of just picked up right where we left off. The transition was a lot smoother than, uh, you know, what the alternative might have been. It could have been ugly. I'll be honest, I think in that Juarez game, uh, even if we had Diego Ocuaca, we would have struggled and it would have been such a frustrating match. I mean, I was pacing around my living room just because I was so frustrated just watching these guys and uh, not getting the result that we wanted. But I think overall, it's been it's been good. 
Um, I think it's going to start to smooth out as the season carries on, especially as it's about to pick up into these uh, back-to-back matches coming up in March. But so far, it's been great. One of the things that, you know, caught my attention was Bigon coming out during press conference after practice. I think it was last week. You know, he was mentioning that, you know, I in conversations, they understand what Chima wants, but it's going to take some time to fully put, uh, put it on the field and create that product and his identity to, with this team. But it's always better to do it when you don't lose. Uh, it always helps, uh, especially in this game against Atlas. We had some chances. I thought Atlas had more intensity, you know, had more tenacity to attack. And, you know, it just looked a little faster on the field. But Tigres was able to manage that and overcome that with possession, which has been key this season. I think that finally we're back to establishing that control of the game with our possession. I think I don't I don't believe there's been a game where we haven't had majority of the possession. Um, so exciting to, to see that. And one thing that I think that we're all in agreement is that Cordoba getting minutes now. What do we make of that, Lou? Uh, we needed that that piece. We needed an attacking mid. Um, Cordoba is, is one of those guys that can give us, uh, the, in the attacking third, an extra scoring option. Uh, he takes a lot of shots. Uh, so that kind of takes the load off of Ibanez, takes the load off of Gignac. But he's also an excellent dribbler, a good crosser. Uh, so he, he gives you an extra dimension that, you know, Pizarro and Gorriadan might not be able to give you because they're playing more of a ref- defensive role. And so I thought it was very unfair that Coca had just basically wiped him off the face of the earth. I mean, he was not letting him play at all, which was really odd. I don't know. I still to this day don't know what was going on with that because Cordova came in and immediately you could see it. He gives us a spark. Uh, his ability to create chances he got fouled. He was he's the one that created that one penalty. You know, he ended up missing it, but he created that chance all by himself. And so his ability to move in and out of the box, create chances, I think he's one of the few guys that can that can do that for us. Especially um in the starting role. I think he he's kind of earned the spot, in my opinion. Edgar, did you uh agree with him taking the penalty? No, and it he's a really good player, but it's just you know, the scoreline was 1-0 at the time. Uh, you know, if we're up by three, absolutely. I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to miss it. Um, but it was also the perfect opportunity to just solidify the win. Had that penalty been scored by Ibañez or Guido Pizarro, um, Igor might be available next match. He wouldn't have had to have sacrificed that final play in the 96th, 97th minute uh, for that red card. So it's a trial and error. We do appreciate the fact that he was willing and able to step up. Um, unfortunately, the ball didn't go in, but uh, I do think that, you know, if Gignac is on the field, Gignac has to take it. If not, Ibanez or Pizarro or the next guy, the next guys in line. I was very surprised that he took it. Yeah, I was I was shocked. I, honestly, you know, I knew once he took the ball, I knew he was going to miss. Camilo Vargas is an excellent uh, penalty stopper. And when he and I saw him line up with his right foot, I was slightly confused. I know he can hit it kick it with both feet and he's really good but I was I didn't feel the confidence that the ball was going to go in so I kind of agree with Edgar I think that Nico Ibanez especially having scored his goal has to step up and be like hey I'm the the, the attacking player here I'm the the last scoring champ I need this penalty kick and continue to create his form at Tigres he's kind of like the Mexican diet Mesut Ozil for me uh Cordobas <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I, kind of, I mean, they kind of play very like good, good comparison. What uh, one of the things that was very controversial leading up to the game was the benching of Chuy Garza. Sean, did you think that that was the right move benching probably one of their our top three players thus far? I didn't think that he had done anything to lose his spot, but at the same time, I can understand a new coaching staff coming off a draw going with the experience of Aquino. So I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. Um, yeah, I mean, Chewy Garza's played well. I think he's uh, got potential out there on the right side. He's been solid in his performances and uh, would like to continue to see him in the rotation, if not in the starting lineup, if there's a spot for him, if we end up maybe going five at the back with the two wing back system and tucking Samir and Aguido and somebody else back there. But uh, yeah, I, I thought they played pretty well. And then I, I looked it up while you guys were talking, Arnaldo, and to your point of possession, it's been 57, 58, and 59% the last three games. Yeah, I think there was only one game where it was like equally 50-50. It was like the first three Cruz games. Cruz Azul, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Um, what about you guys, Edgar? Did you did you like uh, Trey Garza going to the bench? Is that something that we're going to have to get used to seeing more? Or do you think that ultimately he'll win his starting position back? I'm not a huge fan of it just because we don't see young players getting that starting position straight out of the cantera. The last one was Duenas, that I recall, or Pulido, maybe? One of those two guys. So um, it's a little upsetting, but Aquino is uh, one of our elite players, one of those hierarchy players, and he is a man that you can trust. Uh, I do think that a rotation needed to be done just because we had three games back-to-back. -back. So I understand, and I was contemplating just on my personal notes, uh, rotating the squad. I originally had Loronia in because Garza looked gassed against Juarez. Uh, that's probably not a good idea. So I understood the Aquino movement, but me personally, I would have started Garza and just subbed him out after 45 if it happened again. And Aquino ended up with an assist, so it... it it paid off uh, in a way. One of the things that you mentioned, Loronia, I don't, do, do you foresee him playing at all with us? I, I mean, I think that he's basically erased from the from I still the think he has a future. It may not be right now, but at some point we're going to need to rely more on Mexican talent and him having been part of that Olympic squad indicates to me that he's still at the upper echelon of Mexican backline young talent. And so while we still have the old guard of Aquino occupying a right back spot, at some point we're going to be looking to turn that over. And so I think having the two man potential of a Chuy Garza and a Vladimir Laronia to choose from as you know, the next, you want to have the next wave up and ready, even if you can't give them full-time starting spots and it feels like they're being underutilized right now. I do think that that is a long-term project that we shouldn't be giving up on yet because with the decreased foreigner rule and then I think all of our collective agreement that we prefer the foreigner spots used in attacking positions, you're going to want to be able to build a reliable, young, up-and-coming, up, up and coming, you know, primarily Mexican back line. Yeah, and I still think that, in my opinion, I think the style of, of play that he has, you can still utilize him in, in a center back role and, and have that speed. So 
we'll see if, I mean, if that ever comes about. I would love to see him get some minutes. But speaking about the defense, the defense has been exceptional this year uh, on pace to possibly, uh, you know, be a top three defense in the history of the league, you know, like we've had in the past in the 2011 uh, season. Four goals given up. And Nahuel Guzman is six games away from tying Federico Vilar for most shutouts by a foreign keeper. What do we foresee with this defense? Do we see any changes? What do we think about the back line? Is Igor, you know, the the, the our guy? Or are we going to keep playing Reyes, especially with the foreign rule? Lou, what are you thinking? Uh, well, for one, man, I haven't been this excited since, like, 2017. I mean, this, this squad is looking promising, really promising. Like, to me, the mark of a really dominant team is a team that can close out games especially defensively. Like, there are teams that can close out games because they can blow teams out because they have so much talent. But in this league, to be able to close things out, you got to have a great defense. And we haven't been this great since probably 2019, Clausura 2019. And I think we're going to be better than Clausura 2019 once we won the title that year. I think we're on pace to do 2011 numbers, which is really, really exciting. I mean, Compare this clausura to last year's clausura, which was Piojo's best season last year, or, you know, clausura 2022. He had 33 points. He, they scored, uh, let's see here. I got it written down here. 20 goals scored, uh, 30 goals scored and 20 goals allowed. And that was his best season. Wow. And, and take a look at what we're doing now. We're on pace to beat the goals scored. We're on pace to beat the amount of points. And we're going to blow – I mean, we're already going to blow out the uh, the goals allowed thing. So we're it's looking really, really promising. And Chima has a great problem. There's a ton of people in the back line that he can utilize. I mean, he hasn't touched Loronia. Aquino hasn't seen a ton of minutes. So you have Reyes, who, who's improved uh, and can come off the bench. Lichnowski playing excellent right All now. He shut, down, he shut down Quinones, dude. And Quinones a year ago had – had basically dismantled Lichnowski. Yeah. Oh. He killed Lichnowski in that 3-0 loss, that 3-0 loss at, at, at Guadalajara. And, and and this weekend, Lichnowski shut him down. And Samir, I mean, dude, he's a tank. He's a, he's unbelievable. I mean, what a pickup. So defensively, we have everything it takes to to win this title, man, to, win, to, to be dominant this season, win the title. I mean, look at what we're doing on the road. We've got three wins, one tie, and I think we've given up one goal on the road. I mean, that's amazing, man. And obviously, we've got a, a tough few games ahead, and the schedule's really packed. But that is really, really good news for, for Chima and the, the coaching staff. Do you guys think Noel gets the record this season? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. There's, there's seven, seven shutouts in it. And, and, he, and what's crazy is he's going to do it in much less games than Bilal ever did. Yeah, I mean, it's in, that guy is incredible, man. I, if if the media was a lot more, you know, nicer to him and, you know, they didn't pick out more of his, like, worst moments, this guy should be considered easily top three keeper in the, in the league ever. And he may not, you know, he might have to win a couple more um, championships to even be considered the best. But he has all of them, man. He, he has all the accolades and, you know, the guy's a leader. He's a presence. And now that he's doing these uh, 
screams with Igor, like, you know, you were getting to know him more. And like, I just, I love the fact that he's on our team and he's our leader or one of our leaders. Yeah. So we get into uh, Chivas coming on this upcoming weekend and we have to make a change. Igor Lushnovsky obviously got a red card. So Diego Reyes has to replace him. Um, do we see any other potential uh, movements in the lineup? The back four that I would actually prefer. Now, I highly doubt this is going to happen. But I would rather have Aquino, Angulo, Samir, and Chuy Garza. Yeah. That's very pragmatic. I would love to see that. It gives you, you know, it gives you the athleticism in the back with Samir and Angulo, and then all the attacking going forward with Aquino and Trigarza. Because Diego Reyes has looked disengaged and slightly ineffective outside of that first initial burst of a performance to start the season. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really like that. Also, you know, there was that video where he was warming up, and you know, just completely dog shit in it. Yeah, and and then there was another video where like he didn't even celebrate after a win with the team. He head straight to the locker room. Um, little diva moments, but I mean, realistically, he's probably going to start. He's, I mean. I would love to see Edgar's back four, but I if, think if if there's ever a time to try five at the back with the two wing backs, I think this game is the is the game to try it in, man. Because you could do Chuigatasa on, on the right wing as a right wing back, and Aquino on the left as a left wing back, and that would still leave you Angulo, Pizarro, and Samir, or however you want to play that. You know, you could do Samir, Pizarro, and Reyes, and then you could still keep your four in the middle in the midfield with Nico playing as your lone forward. And I think that would work out great too. My thing is, do, do we know Chima ever like considering playing uh, five in the back like that? Cause it would make sense, especially with Chivas, the pace that they play, right. You know, they play a faster pace. They're going to, it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be a good scoring game. I think we're going to get some goals in and, uh, and hopefully we get another shutout, but Chivas goes back and forth, man. And so I think that, it would be a great lineup to, to put out there. And then you still have this solid midfield with Cordova, Carioca, Pizarro, and Quinones. Do we expect... If, if you did five at the back, you could drop Pizarro as a center back, and that frees up a spot in the midfield where you could go Carioca, Gorriarán, Cordova, and Quinones with Nico Ibanez up top. So, I mean, and that also, even though it's five, it's a five, four, one, it gives you the flexibility to be able to move Guido into the midfield if needed, where you play four at the back, you know, it kind of gives you that tactical versatility with Guido playing center back instead. For sure. Point Arnaldo, they've scored a goal in every game except for one so far this season. So, you know, you would expect to see them on the scoreboard. So that five at the back might not be a bad thing to try and, you know, kind of mitigate that and contain them there with a smash and grab one, nothing win. Yeah. And we're at home. Like I, I just, I think that it's going to be an electrifying game. I think if you don't get all the goals, I think we're definitely going to see a lot of chances created just because Chivas always plays that way. Um, and it has been playing like that for a while, even though they haven't won anything or been as productive as their history says it. Um, I was going to ask, what do we uh, make of, you know, there's rumors that Carioca is possibly getting a contract extension, um, that his agent is uh, in town and negotiating. 
well deserved, obviously. How long do we foresee Carioca being a, a critical player in the lineup, Sean? Probably another 18 months. So you think he gets a two-year contract? Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Let him let him stay up the rest of this season out as a starter, and then uh, you know another full year, and then he starts to phase out on the back end of that contract potentially, or you reassess his level, and if he's still performing like Gignac is at an advanced age, then you can re up him and maybe he stays here for forever. I know my boy Alfred uh, from Twitter is gonna be happy. He did not like him, me benching him in that lineup. I was gonna ask. He's, he's Carioca's biggest fan, man. Um, I mean, I think we all are, man. The only thing, yeah. the, the problem that I have is that Pizarro is not gonna get subbed off, and I think I would prefer Pizarro to get subbed off, but it's not going to happen. So when people park the bus against Tigres, you have to get rid of one of them because they play. Uh, so I'm telling you, Arnaldo, that solution is drop Pizarro into the center back spot, man. He plays it well as a sweeper, like in a sweeper role, and that frees you up one guy in the mid. I mean, to me, it's a no-brainer. I, I wish I wish Chima would go for it because, to me, that solves your problem, man. Then Carioca can be your lone holding mid, you know? Because one of the things that, like, I don't think it has been a problem yet, but I think against better teams, it could potentially not be as favorable as – Nando Gorrarian is playing so out of position um, at times. And because he has so much intensity and pace and gets all over the field, it's kind of like mitigates that. Though I think that playing him out wide on the right side, you know, to start the game and majority of the possessions that he has, it's not in our best interest because he's not going to be a winger to go down the line. So I think that ultimately, like, we have to figure out a way, especially in game situations, to adjust and we know Pizarro is untouchable, so the next guy to, you know, sub off or at times move is Carioca. You know, it's easier to bench him than Pizarro. Yeah. I mean, I, I see the argument. I mean, it's just uh, – so far it's worked out where Gorgaran kind of slides to the right a little bit, and he's kind of playing all over the place. All over the place. But potentially I could see, like, America giving us trouble, even even Rayados giving us some trouble with, with Gorgaran having to cover too much space. I think it'll be interesting to see if they continue to prefer Gorioran's natural talent and ability over the positional, I guess, like familiarity of a Fulgencio on the right. Just, you know, food for thought in terms of... Or Linus. You know, exactly. It's like, you know, we're, we've we've started to try and address that with a couple of alternate or alternative options. Uh so it because I, I like you would prefer Gorioran in the in the, in the middle as well, but that just I mean it's crowded up there, man. It's, it's a lot a lot of good players for not nearly enough spots. Exactly, and it just happens to be that the two you know holding mids are you know the best in their in their class, which Pizarro and Carioca are. Um, what do uh. What are some things that you guys are excited for about this game? Anything specific? We got Nico Ibanez obviously playing again up top. Do we, you know, see him scoring another goal heading to this match, Edgar? Without a doubt, I think he's gaining a little bit of confidence. I know he was struggling to get that synchronization with Andre Pirignac, and we've seen that with everyone else who's kind of been signed on to be his partner. They struggle a little bit. It's a little bit more complicated for him because. You lose Diego Coca and then Chima Reese steps in and has to try to start that all over again. But I think eventually it'll happen. But 
when he's on his own, I, th- I saw him a little bit more comfortable in the last match. So if we repeat that against Chivas, I definitely think he's going to score again. I didn't realize how great of a header he had. Oh, he's the- phenomenal. He's amazing yeah, he's, in the air. He's elite. Top he's draw. elite. Top draw. I mean, that fir- the one that Camilo Vargas gets out, the first header, I mean, I, it was Cristiano Ronaldo-esque as far as how he got up in the air. It was beautiful. I wish the league would release the numbers for uh, vertical jump and stuff like you know, kind of how the NFL releases a lot of the your, your, like advanced your, Amazon your stats, forty speed stuff, yeah. Because it would be awesome to see what his vertical leap is, is for Rimanius. Because he gets up in the air, man. I mean, he gets he gets some air. He's impressive. I think to your point, Arnaldo, we we've seen when we play the lone striker position, it's a productive position regardless of who's there being that Diente previously or Gignac when he occupies a spot or even now Nico and that he's getting opportunities as a lone striker. So, yeah, I would predict if, and, and if we expect to have a result out of this game, he's going to have to be on the scoreboard for us. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with Edgar. I think he looked really comfortable. He looked all, you know, he was moving in and out of the box. He, he had some scoring chances. So I think that, you know, like we've all seen it under Pierre, you know, as productive as he is, he sometimes gets in the way of other forwards playing with him. And it's obviously understandable. Carlos Gonzalez struggled, uh, Andy Delor before that, even Ener Valencia, Nedu Vargas at times. So got to figure out a way to play them together because they're the two best strikers in the league and we're going to need them, um, especially as we go into these two tournaments, which is getting closer and closer. Um, the Orlando City game, it looks like we're going to have a good amount of presence there. Uh, it's been really cool to, you know, hear the convincing of the wives to uh, take the trip by some of our fellow guys. And you know, shout out to Peter and Josue, who, you know, convinced their wives to go on this trip. So um, excited, man. It's exciting times coming for Tigres, and we just got to continue to stay strong and, and defense wins championships, right? How far do you guys think the unbeaten streak goes in the league? We're eight games so far. Who do we got after Chivas? So Chivas, Necaxa, then America, and then Rayados. Those are the next four. Do we play America at home? America's at home. If I'm not mistaken, I'll look it up right now. Oof. I don't know. What do you think, Edgar? If anything, America's the only team who might be able to beat us. You could argue Rayados, but Clásico Regio position doesn't matter. Whoever's top goal scorer doesn't matter. Uh, passion and defense win those games, so I'm not concerned with them. I think America is honestly our biggest threat right now. I, I I'm think... gonna I'm gonna call it, man. We got the Luca on the road on that one o'clock game. No, over there. Don't do that to me, man. That's the watch party. Don't do that to me. <laughs> oh man. We have a. I have a lot of things planning for that. You know, we're gonna have food, some raffles and stuff. And no, we can't spoil that time, Luke. Come on, man. Scratch it from the record. Scratch it, man. You guys are better historians than me. Has anyone ever gone undefeated in the league? Not that I know of. Okay, so even including just wins or draws, it hasn't been done. So then. My prediction. If anybody came close, I think it's Toluca back when they had Cardoso, Cardoso in those yeah. days. Maybe, maybe. I had, okay. to, I had to go back and check so the files. Looking at the schedule, if we get through America, we're doing it. We're doing the whole thing. You look at the last games after America, it's not scary. 
There's you know, to be honest, it. to be honest with you, man, I like it, but I don't like it because I don't like going into Liga with that pressure of never having lost. Yep. It, it, like it just reminds me of when was it the two thousand six Patriots or what year was it? Seven, they were undefeated seven, and then yeah. they when they they blew it against the Giants. I feel like there's just so much pressure on the guys. I'm like. I feel like we need to get one loss in and let's get let's get that over with. But hopefully, hopefully it's it's really late in the season. You I know? think it's America that gives it to us. And, and I think that is you know, I don't like that team. either, Sean. I don't yeah. like that at all either. I just don't want to hear from the press, dude. We're gonna ride all this unbeaten streak, get to America. They beat us, and that's all they're gonna talk about all week. They're gonna bash us, they're gonna just yeah. It'll be fine. We'll finish yeah. top of the league afterwards, and then we'll go and win win the playoffs, and just add another star. And it won't matter what the media says, man. You gotta you gotta get on board with what's best for us. <laughs> but I mean, America's the only team that when you look at talent for talent, roster for roster, that you go, oh, Henry Martin, that's a little that guy. That guy's a little scary. You know, they're, they're the only team that makes me go, oof, that guy's a little scary. Lou's predicting us was that? losing the stinking the the the, the Tigres write offs and the Tigres hand me downs. At least I'm at least I'm predicting a real team here. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna have to move this watch party because I think it is gonna be the Toluca game, man. I, I'm oh just, man, I feel bad. I'm messing it up for you, Arnoldo. I'm just looking at the schedule and like I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna be easy games, but besides American Rayados and you know that Toluca, it's because American Rayados were at home. And just having the support of the crowd, I think, helps a ton. I mean, not necessarily automatic wins, but I think they kind of automatic ties at least. Yeah. Where as Toluca on a noon game, it oh man, it's just brutal in the altitude. You know, it's just tough to play out there. I feel I feel like it's tough. And they're not and a bad it's team. All the, it's all that it's all that is write offs, like Sean said, and they play like it's like the Champions League final. They play their best games of their lives against us, so that's what that's what concerns me. I'm gonna be the optimistic guy here and say that we do beat Toluca, and the person who's gonna score the winning goal is none other than Luis Quinones. Ooh, <laughs> la ley del ex. So we're fine. Oh my oh, man, god, this is awesome. Hey, you gotta save this this uh, this chunk of recording, Arnoldo, in case uh, any of this comes through. You gotta uh, give credit there. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my god, that guy, man. I as much as he gets hate, but he he does so much for us. Like, I you know the decision making that he has at times is terrible, but his pace and you know he's just all over the field. And I think Alfred, you know, put it in the group thread, and he mentioned you know until somebody actually has the courage or, you know, the willingness to take guys on, I think it's going to be hard to bench him. He's got to stay engaged, though, because when he gets lackadaisical half-ass Quinones is when is when we all want to pull our hair out, you know. So it's – it's as long yeah, as, he's, en- as, that, long as he's engaged, he, it's fine, but ugh. When he decides to go after the refs, too, that, like, you know, it's going to be like he's going to pick up two yellows and that's going to be it for him. That's another thing I might worry about him – discipline issues absolutely you want to get predictions in let's get the predictions in give it to me sean two one us fair edgar we're gonna be chivas two zero nico ibanez and gorriaran lou one nil tigres oh i'm going three to one and i think it's uh nico ibanez 
I think Cordova gets some redemption, and I think Luis Quinones helps uh, the scoring cause. I think it's going to be a high, an open game. I think we're going to see a very – I honestly look forward to Chivas' game because I think that it brings the best of us because it allows – they they allow us to attack. They're, they usually don't park the bus. And so it makes our talented players have a lot more space to move the ball, and that's pretty tough to contain. We dominated them in that preseason tournament the entire first half, and then we got soft in the second half, and they ended up turning it around on us. So I think if we're focused, I think we we have the the players to to dominate Chivas, but it just you know a lot of it depends on staying organized. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for another awesome conversation. Look forward to seeing you guys next time and continue to do this. Take care. Have fun. Hey,